0: So when you first enter the world of trying to become a better investor, more financially savvy, and you start watching videos online, there's a couple staple videos that everyone really embarks in and starts watching. You know, there's the classic, um, you know, top three stocks to buy this month, um, basic investing tips that people should know. um, What else is there? there's the stock market crashes coming what to do difference between you know an rsp tfsa or what's uh, a 401k or a roth ira like these are just classic videos that people run into throughout their time learning to invest what is a stock what is a bond things of that nature and i think another classic hallmark is it just has to be the how to make an additional a month, $1,000 a month, $200 a month. Because for a lot of people, that is absolutely game-changing. I mean, an extra $300 a month? What could you do with that money? Like, you're just so much more ahead of your bills. Uh, You don't have to stress about whether it's bus tickets or food or maybe, you know, your kids signed up for something and you you don't want to stress about the payments. I mean, that's just a game-changing amount of money for a lot of people. And in one of my recent podcasts, I talked about this new game called Axie Infinity, where it's paying its users to play it around $500 a month, um, which is absolutely insane. It pays you in cryptocurrency, it's a crypto game, you use NFTs to play, NFTs, of course, non-fungible token. So essentially, it's like a Pokemon game that pays you to play it. And the better you get at it, the more money you make really interesting stuff and really changed a lot of people's mindsets and one of the first questions i know you're thinking whenever i bring up a game that pays you to play it is where's the money coming from how am i making money um and what attracted me to learn about it i've only known about it for literally five days sorry seven days probably not even seven days probably like five days Been playing it for four days honestly so funny um what really attracted me to it, and why as soon as I heard it, I spent eight hours listening to stuff and then literally bought it that night. Um, was the fact that one of its three co-founders had a history, had a, um, you know, degree in like history. I don't know if it's a PhD or something about like economics of like historical civilizations or some something along those lines, and it was just fascinating how beautifully he was able to build the end game. Economics, in-game economics, the in-game monetary and fiscal policy to make it so that this game's in-game currency would be able to self-sustain itself. You know, one of the popular examples is like, you know, in a lot of games, you're getting to the final boss and you're so leveled up, you have so much money. You know, think about like a Final Fantasy game, or think about a GTA game. And a lot of you probably played Grand Theft Auto, if you're gamers fable for all those pc gamers back in the day um think about these games where you just have so much money by the end of the game and there's just nothing to do with it you know you, you've bought the strongest weapons you've literally leveled up your guy to the maximum like you just have all this money and the game kind of breaks down to the end and you have all this money and nothing to do it with Recently, there's been games like NBA Two k and Fortnite that have very attractive in-game purchases for the player base to buy. Think about World of Warcraft, you're buying you know new items. Think about NBA two k, you're leveling up your guy. Think about Fortnite, you're buying new skins. A lot of these games do have interesting things to spend your money on within the game. And some of them, like Fortnite, you know, throughout playing the game, you can, you know, Build up VC points, and then you know you build up enough, and you don't even have to use real money. Use the money in the game to buy your stuff. What's this have to do with Axie Infinity paying you five hundred dollars? The beautiful thing about Axie Infinity is they built a system where instead of the money that you're earning within the game, um, if you decide to spend it in the future, instead of it going to You know directly to the game developers some of it goes or most of it goes to people within the community of the game and as you can see there's a delicate balance here because realistically um they have to build the economics of the game in such a way where the game doesn't break you know someone doesn't earn too much money playing the game or too little money playing the game or what are the right incentives in the game you know is the incentives to buy as much axes as possible is it to you know play the one player mode and like um you know give it to your little sister to play is it to play online like the way that you shift and turn the monetary policy within the game it will directly have an impact on what players in the game decide to do With all that being said, as these creators have developed a monetary and fiscal policy within the game, don't be surprised if 10 years from now we're fighting against like some sort of next recession, some sort of next monetary policy issue where like we're you know facing the door, and we gotta ask ourselves, hey. Should we, as a U.S. government or Canadian government or London or wherever you're from, London, UK, wherever you're from, should the government print more money? Should they raise interest rates? Uh, should they try to tackle inflation? Uh, what sort of fiscal policy should they produce? Do not be so surprised if these gaming worlds such as an in Axie Infinity create such robust, economic systems that real life governments start implementing them to run their government like could you imagine that (laughs) the us government starts getting advice on how to run its government from a video game developer but realistically this is the logical destination I mean when it comes to you know real world situations there are such heavy consequences for what you decide you know if the US government prints too much US dollars there's such inflationary pressure on the dollars that it could really put a big hindrance on the financial system however in the gaming world Although, you know, going bankrupt because you messed up your fiscal policy kind of sucks. It really does. No one wants to go bankrupt. The stakes are way less than the whole country falling to ruin, right? The stakes are way less than, you know, you're turning into an Argentine, you know, or even on our side, opposite side, you're turning into a Greece where they don't control their, you know, their dollar and they're at the mercy of the euro, which is kind of hurting them as a nation. Um all of these situations where being in a gaming simulated environment where the biggest stake is that you just go bankrupt and everyone loses their money which sucks but at the same time it's way better than a whole nation of people losing everything right um so with that being said with these incubation environments we're gonna see some crazy innovative stuff already what surprised me about Axie infinity is i've been playing it and Apparently, there was a massive update where they shifted how much money you get from doing adventure mode, which is when you just play against different robots, right? And now you earn way more money playing online and in the arena mode. Um, That's against other real actual players. And just that ability to shift that alone and kind of shift the incentives that you get um, shows me that these developers are constantly have ideas in the back of, If the game gets in this area, if the game gets in that area, these are some levers that we can really pull. So this game Axie Infinity, you're like, oh, this is a small game. Um, how much is this game really doing? Like, is is this something that I really have to pay attention to if like nobody's looking into it, right? Um, let me just give you a real rundown on how big this game is already. Because it honestly shocks me so much um, as I pull this up. So right now I'm on this website called Crypto Slam. Crypto Slam keeps track of all the buyers. Remember this, this NFT game, it's authenticated on the blockchain. All these characters, these NFTs you buy, you own them and it's authenticated on the blockchain. It's one of one. Um, so this game right now, it's you know been out for maybe a year, <laughs> one year, and already has... 1.1 million people who own NFTs in the game. 1.1 million in total sales. It is the number 1 NFT. So if you follow NFTs, you know there's NBA Top Shop is number 3, CryptoPunks is number 2, um Art Blocks is number 4 and what I own, Gary the V-Friends. What I own is doing around 35 million in total sales and that's number 11 so axie infinity has 1.3 billion in total sales where the second place cryptopunks has 700 million and axie infinity still has the ability to really grow and there's a direct utility in the nfts that you purchase within the game um 1.1 million is an insane amount of people for a game that no one's heard of um but realistically, one of the biggest problems that this game really solved and why I'm so bullish and think it's going to be a good thing, and by the way, like this is a game where you earn money. This is not financial advice. You can earn five hundred, an extra $500 a month playing it, but this is not financial advice to go join the game. Do your own research if you want to. But one of the most interesting things is this game solved a huge problem. For all those ex-gamers that used to play games a bunch in the day, back in the day, why did you stop gaming what was it that really brought you out of gaming and into the real world it was that feeling of feeling like you're wasting your time right it's just like you play five hours of games sure you got really far in the game but when you come into the real world you really start to think to yourself man Wasted my time, right? You come back from work, you dive into a game, you play it, you, you do good. Maybe you're leveling up in the corporate in the leaderboard in Call of Duty, but at a certain point, you're just maintaining your top spot of in Call of Duty. You start to feel this feeling that you're wasting your time. What if? Hear me out. What if just being one of the top players online in the game? You didn't have to stream it you didn't have to show up to tournaments but just maintaining a top spot on the leaderboard paid you an extra 500 600 every month and that is the magic of building an economic system within the game that basically <laughs> makes it so that you can earn money in the game and spend it in the game and even though you're making 600 a month there's incentives in the game that make the average person who plays it wants to re-spend that $600 in the game. It's it's absolutely unbelievable how, like if someone told me they spent $600 a month in Fortnite, I'd be like, you're an addict, so you have a problem. In this game, because that $600 you put back in the game can make you more money. Oh my God, it's it's so ingenious. Like it's, it, it's so remarkably built that... I'm glad that I'm one of the, probably one of the first people to tell you um, about it because this is only something that's starting a trend that I think will take off in the future. And as always, the best, most brightest investors are the uneducated ones. That's because the uneducated investor has never stopped learning. Have you heard of these play-to-earn games? Let me know um, in the comments. And do you think that it's actually possible that... You know, Joe Biden's on the phone with a game developer, flying him in his office to help him, him figure out, like, what the interest rate would be. I'm, I know Joe Biden's in the control interest rate. It's the Fed. But you know what I mean? Like, it, it, can you imagine the Fed calling him up, you know, Janet Yellen or whoever is running it now, hitting him up and saying, yo, should I raise interest rates? Is this a good idea? Like, is, isn't that insane? I don't know. Anyways, it's your boy, Fly Stew, and we, Fly Crew, have to tick off. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. If you want to watch movies anywhere in the world, whether you're in the US and you want to watch UK movies, or if you just want a safe, reliable internet connection where you want to make sure that you're out on the go using Wi-Fi, but you don't want to have your data actually compromised when you're checking your investments, use NordVPN. It is the best, number one, most reliable vpn service out right now it's the one that i actually personally use and for all the flight crew listeners we actually have a cool deal when we partner with VPN, uh nordvpn so click the show notes it helps support the podcast and also gives you the sweet benefits of getting a fast reliable vpn so again within the show notes within the comments of this podcast you'll be able to see the nordvpn link click it there it will help the show and give you that fast reliable internet thanks flight crew <laughs> back.